with this idea of wellness these days. Everyone's talking about how sleep is so important and how exercise is so important, but no one really talks about how music is so important. To me, I'm starting to realize, wow, when it's missing, it's like missing out on exercise and sleep. Welcome to the Rock Docs podcast, a podcast about the female physician choirs of Voices Rock Canada. In this podcast series, we share how we found a powerful and unexpected remedy to burnout through singing, our community, and our big-hearted and hilarious artistic director, Anthony Bastianin. Hello and welcome. In this first episode, I interview Dr. Christine Song, an allergist and clinical immunologist at St. Michael's Hospital and the residency training program director for allergy and immunology at the University of Toronto. She's also one of my closest friends and my favorite person to sing with. In this conversation, we talk about how choir has helped us be better role models for our kids and how singing has been an essential piece of self-care that we didn't realize was missing. So please enjoy this chat with Christine and stay until the end to hear a clip of one of Christine's favorite Voices Rock songs. Hi, everybody. It's Kara. And hi, it's Christine. Thank you so much for uh, having this chat with me today, Christine. Why don't we just start off by talking about how we join choir? Because really, I would not have joined choir if you had not joined with me. Well, that's funny, Kara, because I would have said the same. I don't even think I knew about this choir until you told me about it. Singing was always something that was very much a part of my life. And as many people experience in medicine and having families, it kind of falls by the wayside. And it wasn't on my radar until you had mentioned that there's going to be this choir starting up for women physicians. And it just happened to be in our neighborhood. So I thought, yeah, that sounds like a great thing to check out. And here we are. I think you heard about it on Facebook. Um, But I don't think I, I would have known about it had you not brought it up. Yeah. Well, and I think your reply to me was like, oh yeah, I was, I've been in choirs my whole life. And I, I did not know that about you. Like we've been (laughs) friends for a long time now. How long have we been friends? Oh yeah. 2013? Oh no. Well, I've probably known you since what, 20, 2008 would have been when we graduated from med school. Oh my gosh, that's right. We graduated 2008, not 2013. I was thinking about residency. Residency, yeah. So I've known you since 2008 and we probably have been like closer friends since we had our kids. So yeah, Yeah. long time. So that was in our kids. When did we have our kids? 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Time does not make sense anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've known you for a long time and I had no idea that singing was such a huge part of your life and that you are an amazing singer. And that was how I discovered it. Well, I mean, but don't you think it's funny that, I don't know, I was kind of thinking about this the other day because, you know, being in medicine, and especially with this idea of wellness these days, you know, everyone's talking about how sleep is so important and how exercise is so important, but no one really talks about how music is so important. I think there's something about music. I think it's like breathing. It's like exercise. It's like sleep. If you think about it, right? Like we have young kids, right? What's the first thing you do with your young kids in terms of activity? You take them to music lessons, right? You take, them to like, you take them to like parent toddler singing and then it kind of just disappears Mm -hmm. but clearly that must be such an important part of just being a human being is being exposed to music is like having that part of you so for me I kind of feel like music is a little bit like breath to me I'm starting to realize wow when it's missing it's like missing out on exercise and sleep so there's that and you're right we've known each other for so long 
And I didn't know that you love to sing either and that you're a phenomenal singer. So you're right. It's, it's funny that it took that long for us to even find that side of us again. Yeah. And I don't think I even knew that I love to sing. Like I've always been a, I sing when I'm cooking and I sing in the shower, but I don't think I had any idea just how much I love singing. I mean, whatever, it might be cheesy, but I've told you this, like literally singing for me cures everything. Like if I'm bored, if I'm tired, if I'm cranky and literally if I'm nauseated, like I've realized that in the car, I sometimes get a bit nauseated. And so I'll say, sorry, guys, we have to listen to my choir music. And I put on choir music and I sing along and I feel better. So I would say our group is pretty obsessed with choir. Would you say like, is that a fair way of putting it? Like we're all pretty into it. So why do you think we're so obsessed with choir? (laughs) Oh, for so many reasons. And I'm sure it's so different for everybody. I mean, I think you and I just really love to sing and I think that's a huge part of it I think that Anthony just makes it so much fun just because the the songs and the arrangements are they're just a lot of fun to sing and I don't know you and I have talked about this how we just we sing these arrangements and it just kind of like takes us into this other space I don't know we just find it really moving and it's very different than what we do in our day-to-day so I think the musical aspect of it we love and then obviously you know, it's kind of that fun thing to look forward to every week. We got to meet some really amazing people, but also reconnect with people that many of us like haven't seen in a very long time. And even though we're some friends and neighbors, but it's just another way that we definitely get to see each other every week, no matter how busy things get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny how like being in choir and realizing that we both love music also then spurred a whole bunch of other stuff. So during the pandemic, I don't, I'm sure you remember this, but when it was like really the height of the pandemic and we couldn't go anywhere. And I feel like there was a lot of time where we were both home with our kids alone <laughs> and really struggling just to make it through the day. And you and I started doing smooths, right? <laughs> so we did our, we, we would do like our extra, like our bonus choir stuff. And we would do our own singing and sing together. And I honestly feel like that choir plus those types of other random singing projects really really helped fuel me through the pandemic just gave me a little something to work on and it was just super fun and yeah I think yeah no 100% and then doing those videos during the pandemic too those are such like great sort of projects to to be a part of you know I mean they were they were fun to put together but they were also so meaningful too and you know obviously I get very emotional about many things but just when we when we, when we watch that like Rise Again video, it's really hard to not get emotional when we think about everything that was happening like at that time. Yeah. A lot of people talk about how those videos were a great distraction and something that you can kind of work on and gives you a little sense of control when, especially during the pandemic, there really hasn't been much control or much of a sense of control. Are you surprised by how much we love choir because you did choirs beforehand, right? So, I mean, you knew about the power of being in a group and singing and all of that. But I feel like our choir, I don't know, our choir is really special. What surprised you? Okay, yeah, so you're right. So, I mean, the choir is a really good mix of people, some who've done choirs or singing before, but like many who haven't. And I would say as somebody who's like been in a lot of choirs before, kind of growing up, often choir was kind of associated with like, oh, like it can be a little bit cheesy. It, It wasn't necessarily a super cool thing to do. <laughs> and and I think that, you know, Anthony just really picks incredible songs and then does really fun things with them. And then 
when we had a concert and we got to perform or when we were in person and, and especially as we're like gearing up closer to the concert, just the energy and the humor that he brings to it. And then just the personalities in the group too, right? Like I just think we have a lot of fun with it. I'm curious, what about you? Because you are like very like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like choirs like, like, you know, just also being part of the committee. Like it's really something obviously mm. that and you spend Thanks. a lot of- Thanks for bringing that up, Christine. Yes. No, but like, it surprised you though, right? Because at first yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, it's going to be in the neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know. I've always kind of liked to sing, but look at kind of where, what it means to you now. Yeah. I'm a really engaged member of our choir. It's true. <laughs> I'm creating a podcast for our choir. Yeah, I am surprised. We've talked about this a lot, but I hesitated for sure when I saw Susan post the thing about choir. And it was a lot of stuff like, oh, that's going to be embarrassing or people are going to think it's nerdy or whatever. I definitely have had my fair teasing from various people in my life about being in a choir, but I just don't care. I just, I don't care at all because it's amazing. So Yeah, I think I was surprised by, for sure, the music. I agree. I think the music we sing is amazing. And I think Anthony has this uncanny way of choosing music that that isn't just fun. It's like we need it in the moment. You know, like he really knows what we need. And I feel like it's a superpower. He somehow is able to choose these songs that just go right to the heart. And they're very cathartic and very based on where people are at. Yeah, especially in the past two years during the pandemic, various stages that I think a lot of us have gone through, whether we needed something that was more, you know, like heartfelt or something that was lighter. I just always felt like Anthony was so thoughtful about that and and really chose music that was really what we needed. For sure. So, and he touches yeah, us too, right? Like he just, he doesn't just let us, I don't know, just kind of show up and sing and leave. I love that he gives us such very detailed feedback, but in a way that's very helpful, but very funny too, at the same time. Like you just show up and you just want to impress. (laughs) 100%. And it's funny because I mean, obviously with our personalities, like a lot of people in medicine, like, like to, you know, (laughs) like to do well and like to kind of meet expectations and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I, for sure. I think at the beginning, it was a little bit intimidating, but mostly not really and just kind of funny. And, but, but absolutely, I think it's made us a lot better. And I think you, you talked about this before about how there really is this high level. It's, it's kind of amazing. I sometimes forget how lucky we are to have Anthony's level of expertise and just, yeah, it's, we are very lucky, but sorry, just going back to that question about what surprised me. So for sure, the music and how much I loved it. But I think also that thing that you just said about how Anthony has always expected a lot of us and he pushes us. And I think one way in which he's really pushed us is to not be not be hesitant and not hold things back. I remember from the very early days, he was always like, you need to just go for it and sing as if you're at a performance. You can't hold back when we are practicing. You just need to pretend as if it's a performance. And I actually think that's been a huge transition for me. And I think that that has really bled into lots of other areas of my life where I would have hesitated to do certain things because people would judge me or whatever. But now I just, I honestly, I mean, I care a bit, but I care much less than I used to. And that's led to all these great things, you know, like creating this podcast with you. (laughs) I'm for sure going to get teased about this, but that's fine. I don't care. (laughs) So yeah, that, and I think also just, I think another really cool thing about our choir is that I sometimes 
think I'm I am very engaged and I really love choir and I sometimes think that I'm a little bit too over the top with that no but everybody else in our choir is like that too we're not the only ones who love choir I feel like we're a whole group of people who just are totally into choir and love it and get so much from it and yeah so I think that's the other thing I think there's a really really strong community that has done some pretty amazing things collectively as a group and I think that has been has been huge yeah no absolutely Okay, so is there ever a time when you didn't really feel like coming to choir, but you did? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, there are sometimes days where I know it's probably been a rough day for Adam, and I know it's going to be like really challenging for him to also come home from work. The kids kind of have a certain energy about them that I just know it's going to be like really difficult for him to put them to bed. But Again, there's something about the choir and, and Anthony and and just the group where you just like, no, this is a priority and you show up every Monday. And so even if there are times where I feel a little bit of that mom guilt, but you know what? They're okay. I don't know why I asked that question. I don't think I've ever not wanted to come choir. Although I think there have been some times where exactly like what you said, Jesse's post-call and, and I feel badly, but he actually will sometimes try to change his call schedule so that I can be a choir because I think he knows how important it is to me and important to me but also the overall like functioning of our family right if I'm happier (laughs) everybody else is happier oh it's true because it's so true the kids will complain like ah it's Monday and then Adam will say okay guys mommy is so much better when she has this (laughs) imagine how cranky mommy would be if she didn't have Monday nights so you're right once it becomes a priority and and obviously you love it and and your family sees how much you love it. And then that sort of initial guilt at first where you're like, oh my goodness, I'm committing to something once a week. I haven't done that in years. And then you start to realize, oh wow, it actually is kind of better for the whole family. To have mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes it's not been once a week. Sometimes it's been quite a lot of commitment, right? Where we've been involved in different projects, which has been totally fun. But I think the cool thing is that we're a group of almost 60 people who are, who are very busy and have had a lot of things to juggle, but everybody always makes space. It's pretty amazing to see people logging in the Emerge charting rooms and their call rooms and just that essentially showing how much it means to them. They're prioritizing this and got a lot of stuff going on and it would be very, very easy to just not show up for choir, but they do because it just, it gives us all so much. Do you remember when Carol would zoom in from her phone in like full PPE? This is like early pandemic. She'd be like, sorry guys, I have to do the huddle with the with the team. And this is when everyone was still like, what is the protocol if there's a code blue? You know, this is back in March and she's yeah. still like on choir. Yeah. And like, okay, we have to figure out how we're going to do a COVID positive code blue now. Yeah. You know who I think about a lot? I think about Rachel because I mean, she's not doing stuff in the hospital. She's a, you know, she's a child psychiatrist and I know she is, it's just a different face of the pandemic. I know that she will often go for walks while she listens into choir because she needs to just be away from the the screen, but that she she shows up for choir because it just fills her up and replen- and gives her that energy to, to keep on doing that. Yeah. Well, and there's so many family doctors too. And it's and again, it's it's this stage of the pandemic. I mean, the people who have been kind of in the acute trenches remain in the acute trenches. But then you know, there's lots of family doctors in a choir mm-hmm. and just And yeah, like in the psychiatrist, like it's just like everything with everything that's going on, right? But it makes it a lot easier to be able to kind of face that when when we have this 
to be a very nice interruption to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when we first joined and Anthony asked us why we joined, I mean, it, it was the same story for everybody, right? Many people had talked about how music had been a big part of their lives and then just kind of faded away as we went through residency and a lot of responsibilities and how this was a way of coming back to that and a way of carving out time for ourselves. And I think I realized in that moment that I would carve out time to work out or carve out time, you know, just friends, things like that. But this was yeah. a bit different for me, at least working out is something I have to do. Whereas yeah. choir was something that was just for me, just because I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and that was it, right? There was no obligation attached to it. So yeah. choir is a really big deal to all of us. It's- yeah. It's funny because like you said, for some reason, the term choir has a certain I don't know, like connotation to, to it. You say the word choir and then someone envisions like what that is, but that means so much to us. It's funny because the term choir doesn't really sum it up for me, right? Yeah, I so what I often say to people, if, if people don't know about the choir and I say I'm in choir, I always say, like, I'll tell them I'm in a choir and I'll be like, oh, but it, it's like a really cool choir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in the past, I probably would have maybe been a, a, hesitant or just not said it to people, but I fully tell people. I so love being part of our choir. <laughs> I'm, I'm just fine with it. I don't really care if people think I'm a choir nerd. Oh um, yeah, it's the same. I just, I like, I am like not shy about it at all. It's actually so funny. It's to the point where I think the residents talk about it. And then during interviews in the last year, I've actually started to know this in people's CARMS interviews and also in their applications, people make a point to talk about their singing interests. <laughs> I think word kind of gets out there. (laughs) Oh, well, that's because also you're one of our stars. And so people would know of you. No, 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 no. But I (laughs) I think it's just funny too, right? I mean, there's there's no reason to be shy about it or whatever, but it is also funny how word does kind of get out there. And then if you are in academia and people are applying to your program, it's funny how then people start to really talk about their singing interests. (laughs) So Christine, be honest. Do you favor those people who sing in their applications? (laughs) Hmm, that's a good question. Who knows? Maybe there is some implicit bias in there. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I think it's also good because if you think about it, a lot of people in our choir do have learners with them, whether they're in academia or the community. And I think it is also a side benefit of this is also like it is good role modeling, right? People are burning out left, right, and center. And when learners, whether it's a student or a resident sees that their, that their staff is actually like taking the time to do these things. And I think that is meaningful because we're, we're trying to change the culture, right? It's not supposed to be that there is this honor in working a hundred hours a week until you literally cannot show up anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was this sort of like martyrdom in medicine that that's still very prevalent. And so, and I do think it's, I do think it's healthy because there's a lot of people in our in our group that are in leadership positions at the university even, right? And I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's great that that they're role modeling that. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually makes me think I I've given quite a lot of thought to how we're role modeling for our kids too. Like the fact that our kids see us doing something because we love it and prioritizing it. I think that 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 actually has been I th- I've noticed it in my kids. Right. Yeah, that and just practicing too. I mean, our kids are kind of similar age, but I some, you know, sometimes my like at least my older kid is like he's eight. 
he has this idea that he just has to be good at something like from the beginning and that it's just, it has to come to him. And otherwise he's like a total failure if he can't do it. And it's like, no, it's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that at all. Like you get good at things because you practice it and you do it a million, million times. They know all the lyrics to all the choir songs because we practice it and we're not practicing it and singing over and over again, just for the sake of practice. Obviously we just, we love it, but we also know like, we're not going to be able to like show up (laughs) for a concert if we don't have it memorized or if we don't know our notes. And Mm -hmm. so, so they also see, no, you don't just show up and suddenly you can do something. It takes a lot of repetition. Yeah. I was trying to remind them that too. Although it's funny when you said like showing your kids how great it is and how rewarding and important it is to do things that you love. And every time, every, every week, he's like, but I don't love piano, (laughs) but you still make me do it. (laughs) That is the one exception. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, there can be a combination of something, so you just have to do. But then, but I've thought about this a lot, actually, this this idea of the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And I think, although, of course, you're learning in medicine, I think there's a lot of aspects or elements of the medical culture where there is a lot of fixed mindset. And I think that in the arts, it's just a different culture. And I think being exposed to that and Anthony and a lot of his ideas has been really helpful to see that and and then to actually put it into practice. Like, as you said, being able to practice and get better and and know that you're not immediately going to be able to to do something. So, yeah. 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 I mean, and that's always, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like we're really bad in medicine about giving feedback, accepting feedback. It always feels like such a personal insult or salt, but you're right. It's it's not like that at all in, in many of the arts and inquire. It's like Anthony can give you very specific feedback, but you don't feel like a failure in that moment. You're just like, oh yeah, that's really good. No one's ever told me that before. Like, oh wow. And then you tweak what you're doing and try to do what he suggests. And you're like, oh, that's amazing. It opens up this whole other world. It's true. It does make me kind of think about too, again, in other contexts, how to give feedback then to my kids mm-hmm. about stuff or at work, how to give feedback to learners. And I I often think about how Anthony gives feedback and how do we do it so that it's is helpful, but without, you know, <laughs> making people defensive, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Want to do some quick questions to see what you come up with? Does that mean that I have to give a quick answer? I'm very long-winded. Just on the, off the top of your head, like what comes oh. to you. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Top three favorite songs that we've sung. Oh, well, I'm biased. Landslide. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. Does it have to be ones that we've already done or can it be ones that are that we are yet to do? Or does that give stuff away? Are we allowed to do I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the ones that we've done. Just okay. Two. Okay. Landslide, Book of Love, and Closer to Fine. Oh, wait a second. Is that because you're only choosing from our first season? You know, I'm a very sentimental, nostalgic person. So <laughs> when you said the first three that come to mind... Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, I think it's just because those are the ones we were able to do in person. I know there's underdog and, and fight song and things, but I'm a very sentimental person. Mm. I I always go back in time. Yeah. Okay. Best memory from our open mics. Best memory from our open mic. Oh, seeing Irene's breakthrough (laughs) debut. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Just like came out of nowhere. Just like, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I think, that, I think that was my favorite moment. Okay. What about favorite music video that we've put together? Oh, I think Rise Again is always going to be 
like again I'm sentimental and nostalgic Mm, okay but that one is always so meaningful that's the one that always like gets me okay funniest Anthony moment not that Anthony's not funny (laughs) he's always funny I just shouldn't go like the one (laughs) I can say mine the first one that came to mind for me was that chat shock that he did for us do you remember that Oh my gosh. Just like randomly organized a trivia night for us. And he like little did he know we're all uber competitive physicians. Okay. What about your favorite memory ever from choir? I think my favorite moment might be when we got together for the first time to do the audition tape for underdog. Like Mm. the first time we actually saw each other since lockdown, I would say was probably my favorite moment I mean the concert like the live concert amazing but there was just something about the first time seeing everybody like new faces and old faces in person was pretty pretty amazing yeah so if you were talking to Christine pre-joining the choir when maybe like you didn't have your friend to bug you and and come join the choir with you what would you have said to her or what would you say to her now knowing what you know well, I don't know, Lakara, you didn't really have to twist my arm either. <laughs> I would have just been like, there's a choir and you should go. <laughs> That's all okay. I would have needed personally. So <laughs> it's true. I really didn't have to twist your arm. Okay. Well, I would have had to have my arm twisted had it not been. I mean, you know this. I live close to where we practice. And so I really had no excuses, but I had all sorts of thoughts of, oh, that's going to be awkward and people are going to judge me and all of that stuff. I don't know. I guess you didn't, you, you know. <laughs> no, I was like, where is this choir sign me up? No. Okay. So I would say for people who used to sing and enjoyed it and have always wondered what that would be like to, to do it again, I would say, oh my goodness, this is the best possible way because take everything that you loved about singing before and then add in this incredible community of, of women physicians, add in literally some of the top talented you know, musicians and directors and boom, here you go. It doesn't really get any better than that. For people who have zero expertise or experience or have never sung since they were in those toddler groups as a kid, you don't really have to have any kind of experience because you just kind of show up and you just hear stuff enough, enough, enough. And Anthony breaks it down and there's no judgment. I think for people who have never sung before, it might be a little bit more of like, a, oh, whoa, what's that going to be all about? And I think you just have to show up and see what it's about. But yeah, like you said, there's, there's no judgment. Anthony will tell everybody, you can do a solo, even if you're like, dear God, I would never even sing in front of my children. <laughs> so like, that's just the kind of environment it is. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a no brainer. It's amazing. It's funny that we're doing a podcast because if you'd asked me, whatever, two years ago, pre-choir, if I would ever do a podcast, you know, I've done another podcast series and I want to do another one that I like never, I would have never done anything like this. It's very not part of my personality, but I think that choir has, it's just kind of forced you to just do stuff that I think feels awkward and uncomfortable. And then you do it and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And so I'm just going to keep on doing this. And yeah, I don't know, for me, that's been a, a big thing. For sure. So, Christine, any parting words? Oh, you always have to do this to me, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll end. I'll say my parting words, too, if you want. <laughs> my parting words. 
it's like all it's like like all these easy questions and all of a sudden like I have parting words that's like the show yeah. thing to do sum like, it up sum it really up really profound at the end that's a lot of pressure here okay no my my only parting words are I am just I'm really really I'm so cheesy but it's so true like I'm just so grateful that this choir exists and I'm like I'm you know sometimes I think about wow I I wonder what my life would be like without this <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I don't really want to think about that because it's just such a such a great part of of what we're doing right now so thanks Kara oh you're welcome Christine yeah okay so my parting words choir is not for everybody I, I understand that I kind of sometimes think it should what? be for everybody I think everybody should do choir yeah. um, but I so I understand that for choir may not be for everybody but I do think everybody should have something like choir in their life right whatever it is that makes them feel the way that choir makes us feel like all the stuff that we love about it and how it's just something that brings us a ton of joy right and yeah. we're just very engaged in it and just love it but anyways so if anything of what we talked about resonated I would say if you're hesitating, go find some friend. You may not even know this, but they may love to sing too and rope them into joining a choir with you because it's so worth it. 100%. All right, Christine, thanks for having this chat with me. Thanks for going first. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking a listen to this episode. If you are a woman physician, Voices Rock Medicine is the in-person choir that meets in Toronto, and Voices Rock Connect is a virtual option that has members logging in from all over the world. If you are not a woman physician and you live in the greater Toronto area, you can check out Voices Rock Ensemble if you are 18 or older, Voices Rock Prime if you are 65 plus, or Voices Rock Kids if you are in grade 3 through 12. Learn more about Voices Rock and how to join the Voices Rock community by clicking on the link in the description or by visiting VoicesRockCanada.com.